my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Um, great show today. I'm joined by my friend Nick Lindquist. It's always a great time talking to Nick. Um, we, we covered a lot. Uh, we talked about uh, Andrew Cuomo covering up thousands of COVID nursing home deaths. We talked about the complete collapse of the Lincoln Project. <laughs> we talked about uh, uh, Gina Carano. Uh, being fired by by Disney and teaming up with the Daily Wire and what all that means. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, Before I get to Nick, though, guys, I need to talk to you about our brand new sponsor, Bulk Munitions. Um, Guys, I'm really excited to work with this company. Um, We've all been complaining (laughs) about ammo shortages for years on end at this point. And uh, that's just not necessary anymore because Bulk Munitions has you covered. Uh, most of us are constantly looking for 9mm, and I can't even tell you how hard it's been to find, you know, 223 or 556 in stock. Um, Bulk Munitions has a wide selection of 9, 223, 556, and more in stock and ready to ship quick. Um, and they've got, if you don't have an AR, they have anything else you need. They've got 40, 45, 308, 38 special, 12 gauge, 22, 380, 357, whatever you need. They have in stock right now at bulkmunitions.com. No back orders, and they don't sell it unless they have it in stock, ready to ship, and all orders ship within two business days. Guys, no more waiting around. Um, I know I've said this before, uh, but I do really enjoy uh, working with companies that share the values that I put forth every Monday and Wednesday on this podcast, and the folks over at Bulk Munitions are absolutely on the same page. They absolutely share our values. Um, they started Bulk Munitions because while there are other uh, decent online ammo retailers, uh, you know, those guys are looking out for their own interests. The folks over at Bulk Munitions want their work to serve a higher purpose. That's why they give uh, at least 10% of their profits um, to Christian-based and Second Amendment-supporting uh, nonprofit organizations. They call it the Ammo Tithe, which is awesome. <laughs> and if that is not great enough, um, Bulk Musicians is o- offering this audience a limited-time offer, the first 25 people to use the promo code TNGP21, that is TNGP21, will receive a free Blackhawk magazine case of your choice, uh, either a soft-sided case for pistol mags or a hard-sided case for your AR-15 mags, whatever you'd like. Uh, you get that absolutely free with the promo code TNGP21. So go to BulkMunitions.com, that is BulkMunitions.com, right now. Use the promo code TNGP21. Stock up on whatever ammo you need and get that free Blackhawk mag case on the house. You really cannot beat that. One more time, it is BulkMunitions.com. Use the promo code TNGP21. And guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Nick Lindquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Lindquist. Nick, my friend, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good. Well, I mean, you just told me that you have coronavirus, so you're not, you know, Uh, tip-top shape, but... (laughs) I am mediocre. (laughs) Could be worse. Could be worse. Right. It could. So, uh, yeah, man, obviously I do podcasts every Monday and Wednesday, so we have 
uh, a ton um, to get to. <laughs> Going back to to last Thursday, um, I don't. Even, let, let's start with uh, with Andrew Cuomo. Uh, obviously, the hero of the Democratic Party, the the hero of the corporate press. Uh, this guy belongs in prison for a very long time. Cuomo's top aide. Um, this was on Friday. Admitted. Um, to Democratic lawmakers in New York that the Cuomo administration deliberately hid thousands of, of nursing home COVID deaths so that the federal government wouldn't find out uh, how many people the governor uh, sent to their early graves. So, uh, I mean, obviously this is clear obstruction. Um, this is illegal. This is, I would go so far to say, evil. Um, I have no earthly idea how Andrew Cuomo is still the governor of New York right now. It's despicable. I mean— we, we already knew that the um, the nursing home deaths were bad, but then to make it worse by covering up just how bad they are, it's just, it's sickening. It's it's disgusting. And, um, you know, I hope he pays the price for that now. Yeah, I mean, I won't hold my breath. And it, it was funny. I should just tell the let the audience know right before we started recording, I, I, I mentioned to you we were going to talk about the Cuomo stuff, and your response was, what Cuomo stuff? Like, which <laughs> which layer of the Andrew Cuomo evil are we talking about today? Because <laughs> right. yeah, there's a lot to, to choose from. I mean, man, like the New York Times was forced to report on this over the weekend. You know, like when you've lost the Times. I mean, man, and even Jake Tapper on CNN mentioned it on his show. And don't get me wrong with Jake Tapper. Uh, he can miss me with that. Um, uh, right. Jake Tapper is complicit. I mean, his network aided and abetted uh, Cuomo for almost a year. I mean, Jake sat by as, as Cuomo's little brother propagandized <laughs> right. on, on behalf of his of his uh, big brother in primetime every night. So I really don't want to hear it from a guy like that. Yeah. That, I mean, it's kind of, you know, Jake Tapper at one point used to be fine. He was just, you know, he was okay. He was one of the good ones at CNN, and he's just really, he's really took a nosedive the last, you know, four or five years. But, um yeah, no, it's it's kind of crazy when when you've lost the New York Times, who do you have left as a New York Democrat? Um, and I, I think, you know, he's going to have issues not only, you know, just going forward in the short term, but I think this will all come back to haunt him when he tries to run for anything else again. Yeah, you'd think. I mean, obviously, I, I, I yeah. don't think he's going to be forced to resign uh I mean, I, I feel like I don't even need to do the whole like what would happen if he was a Republican thing, because I think we right. all right. We, we understand. I mean, if Andrew Cuomo was a, a Republican, he'd at the very least be be forced to resign in disgrace. Uh, probably he'd be looking at some criminal prosecution for obstru- obstruction as well. Um, but he, this has to hurt him. I mean, if he runs for reelection, he has to at least be primaried. Right. I mean, like, I don't. Yes. When you're talking about something like 5000 deaths that he tried to cover up for political gain. I mean, that's 5,000 families, man. Like, I don't uh, I don't see how he gets away with this scot-free. Yeah, I don't see that either. Um, I think he will definitely, you know, this is definitely going to cause problems for him. I don't know how big the problems will be. I know Democrats are very good at, you know, saying, well, whatever. Like with, with um, Joe Biden's history on criminal justice and... Um, racial issues. They kind of just brushed it off. Um, same with, with Kamala, with her criminal justice history. I mean, they both somehow squeezed through there. And um, so we'll see if the same thing happens for Cuomo. It could very well happen. Um, I used to live in New York. I've seen the way that people tend to just brush things off that he does, especially when it comes around to the election season. Um, but I don't think this is something that 
will be easily brushed off and he will at least see another primary challenge again like he did last time <laughs> right with Simpson <laughs> <laughs> right right I mean maybe somebody a little bit more credible I mean hey I mean right <laughs> how long ago was Pataki governor I mean that was uh, that was probably 20 years now yeah, I mean like it was that. in the early maybe less than that but yeah, I mean, I, I think he left office maybe 2006 or 2004, something yeah. like that. So, yeah. I mean, it's possible. That's not ancient history. Maybe maybe right. New York voters will will wake up and, and, and hold the Democratic Party respond, or, you know, accountable. But, it, yeah, who knows? I, I doubt it. But yeah, here's yeah. the thing, though, Nick. I mean, when Democrats are in power, they just they show how corrupt they are and how incapable of governing they are. I mean, and the, the Cuomo stuff is just a, it's a great example. But over the weekend, Anthony Fauci. Another hero of of the left, obviously. He said that schools shouldn't open until Congress passes another stimulus package. <laughs> okay, I mean, right. it's, like, it's unbelievable. I mean, like they can't, they can't. Uh, look, all politicians are corrupt. Republicans are corrupt too. But it's like the Democrats are like cartoonishly corrupt. They're like a Looney Tunes version of a corrupt politician. Like if it wasn't like evil, it'd be hilarious. It's like they're hilariously in the pocket of the teachers unions. You know what I mean? Like anything they've ever said about us and like the NRA or whatever, they're act they're actually like that, but 50 times worse. Mm-hmm. And especially New York Democrats. Oh, they're yeah. very, they're very much, you know, in the mud. They are owned by the unions and, um, you know, they'll do whatever they need to do like this, like covering up COVID deaths for political gain. It's just, it's nuts, but sadly it doesn't really surprise me. It's, uh, it's, I'm numb to, to, to Andrew Cuomo's, uh, actions at this point. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I feel the same way. And it's like, we're talking about such blatant corruption. I mean, covering up literal dead bodies for political Mm -hmm. gain, you know, the teachers unions forced the CDC to change their guidelines for school opening. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's completely anti-scientific nonsense. And I, I think, like, any Republican even considering running for anything in 2022 should announce that they're running right now and run on, like, school choice and, and reopening the schools. You know what I mean? Run on the left's corruption. I mean, this is like, okay. when it comes to, like, the school issue, I mean, I, I didn't even know what to say hearing Anthony Fauci say that. Say, oh, yeah, schools will be safe to open once Congress passes a couple more trillion dollars of stimulus. It's like, what? Like, every Republican, if you're considering running for office, announce you're running right now and run on this. Run on run on this corruption, because it's a 90-10 issue. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Republicans need to step up and, and take advantage of this. I don't know how many will, um, but especially with education. I mean, it's like, Jesus, this is, this is becoming a huge problem. We need to be educating our children, and it's not happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's, uh... I, I, I was going to say let's let's turn to a, a, a little cheerier topic, but it's not really cheery. It's just uh, let, let's talk about some of the worst people in the country. Yeah, <laughs> um, and that is the Lincoln Lincoln Project. And it, like, I'm surprised that the grift lasted this long, but at least it's finally coming down. I mean, like I, I don't think the Lincoln Project has uh, like an office building, but if it did, it'd probably look like uh, like the Lehman Brothers building, circa September. 15th 2008 <laughs> with people like grabbing their crap from their desks and running out into the streets crying and stuff like that like uh it couldn't happen to a a, a better group of guys quite frankly i mean between sexually hara- allegedly sexually uh, sexually harassing dozens of young boys to lying about where all the money was going and at least it's all over yeah yeah it's 
it's horrible the way that it's happened. And I, I feel bad that so many people had to get hurt. Um, and they should be definitely paying for those actions. Um, but it, it's at the same time, like Jesus, this, you know, this had to happen. This had to come down. And also to see people saying now, like, Oh, it's really disappointing that they turned out to be grifters. <laughs> and it, I'm just like, no, they were they were always grifters if you were paying attention. Um, they they didn't have any interest in restoring the old GOP. They were angry, um, failed political operatives that really just wanted to, you know, grift their way into success. And for a while that worked, but it seems like that's coming to an end, finally. Yeah, and you know, for for anybody that you know doesn't know the history of these guys of you know John Weaver and and Steve Schmidt and all these guys Rick Wilson I mean they their claim to fame was running uh John McCain's 2008 presidential campaign which was just a garbage fire campaign and yeah. um and and by the way I don't know if you saw the the tweet from Megan McCain um talking about how and I didn't I don't really know what happened between her father and these guys but apparently um John McCain hated these guys by the end of the campaign so much that he 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 barred them from attending his funeral. So, Jeez. I mean, something went down. And then they, they went on to work for uh, John Huntsman, um, a left-wing Republican. And then he, he, he ran my former governor. Uh, John Weaver ran my former governor's presidential campaign in 2016, John Kasich, which was an absolute dumpster fire of a campaign. Yeah. And, it, you know, maybe if even, you know, handed the party over to Trump, which is hilarious because that's what they claim to, to you know, they claim to hate Trump more than anything else. But it's like the left is so transparent too, because the press knew about the John Weaver allegations going back to June and CNN and MSNBC still had all of these guys, John Weaver himself. And then the, the other founders of the Lincoln project on literally like every five seconds. It's like to these yep. people like me too, was always a joke. I mean, these people don't care about victims. They care about power, and they they saw these guys as a, a way to solidify their power somehow. Um, turns out they weren't even effective. Like for the record, like I was fine with these charlatans separating gullible Democrats from large sums of money. <laughs> like I was fine with that. Like studies showed that their ads were not effective at all. But it's like, I mean, just from like the the sexual harassment side, it's like, man, it the folks over at CNN and MSNBC, they, they're so corrupt. They're so transparent. They never cared about these victims. No, it's always just a kind of a power play situation, um, especially as like CNN and basically all the cable networks start to see their viewership dwindle like they are now. Like it's, you know, anything that they can latch on to, they will. Um, and then, then they try to ignore the fact that they built these people up in, to begin with. So it's it's a big mess. And uh, obviously, they'll never hold themselves accountable for anything. Um, that's not what the media does. <laughs> oh, of course. yeah, <laughs> Couldn't agree with you more. Um, let's talk a, a little bit of cultural stuff, man, before I let you go. Um, obviously, the, the big news, I, I think it was Friday, Thursday or Friday, was that Disney fired um, Gina Carano um, from the, the fantastic show Mandalorian. Um, you know, specifically because she's a conservative. I, apparently, they've been looking to fire her for months, just looking for an excuse. Um, and I have to say, man, a boss move by Ben Shapiro and the Daily Wire. As soon as Corona was fired, Ben called her up and offered her a contract to produce and star in the next Daily Wire movie, and, and Gina accepted. I think this is great. I think I think we need to see a lot more of this moving forward. It's, it's a very positive development, and especially 
in a situation where um, these kinds of things are happening more and more, you know, you're seeing um, networks and media companies and social media platforms and web hosts and a long slew of other stakeholders and people of power when it comes to speech and being able to express your opinion. You know, you're seeing all of them try to push down certain ideas and make sure that they don't happen. Um, but to see, you know, Daily Wire step up to this and say no is really great. Um, and I hope we see more of that. I think, I think the right needs to sort of build, you know, their own infrastructure for things like this and, and get their way into the places that this can happen more. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that's the only option right now. Like, I think there's the yes. deeper conversation about like what we should be doing, what we on the right should be doing to fight back culturally. And I don't yes. think the conversation's even relevant because I think this is our only option. And like, it's not what I want. Like, I don't want this like weird balkanized American economy where conservatives and liberals have two different economies. Like, I right. don't think that's, that's not good. <laughs> that's not healthy. But for the time being, that's what it's going to have to be. I mean, I, I, I don't really see another way forward because the institutions are too far gone. Like, I don't think conservatives are capable of, like, winning back Hollywood or winning back the universities. And right now, we have to just build our own institutions. We, we don't have another choice. Now, like, down the road, if the left wants to come to their senses and lay down their arms, so to speak, then we can talk. But until yeah. then, I don't think there's an alternative to building our own institutions. Yeah, and it, it, it's sad because, you know, we spent so much time fighting over things that didn't really matter that while we were fighting those, um, you know, that's when, you know, Hollywood and the camp college campuses started turning um, particularly and very heavily toward one side, the left. Uh, and so... You know, it's it's partially our our own fault on the right for letting it slip this far, um, and now we need to work on on getting us back on track. And I think, um, you know, I think Daily Wire offering that contract is a really good step in that direction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and one disappointing point uh, is, like clockwork, a lot of conservatives were mocking this. I just don't yeah. get it. I just don't get it. And I want to talk I want to dive into that real quick cuz I I just don't understand. I don't understand why you would mock Shapiro and 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 Gina Carano. It's in my mind and let me know if I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I could be missing something. You know, I I I don't deny that I have several blind spots <laughs> politically speaking, but like it's either you support what they're doing or you just like losing. <laughs> okay? I think right. a lot of folks, I don't know if anybody in the audience has ever seen the Harlem Globetrotters. It's it's a fun show. I remember going, my, my dad took me and my brother and we were kids. But I think a lot of folks on the right are fine with being the Washington generals, right? They're fine with being the controlled opposition that exists only to get beat up every day. <laughs> but hey, they at least uh, they get to go on CNN, right? <laughs> so they get to go to the cocktail parties. It's like, I, if, if you're mocking the Daily Wire for trying to put out good art, then you're just the Washington generals. You just want to lose. You just want to be the left's bitch. Pardon my French. You know what I mean? And that's just no way to move forward. I mean, if you're trying to, what are you conserving? If you're a conservative, that it is fine with this. I, I just don't understand what you're conserving at that point. So I just, I do not understand the folks mocking this. Right. Yeah. Agreed. And, you know, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't get it either because, 
like you said, I mean, we're, you know, we need to start, we definitely need to pick our own battles, right? But this is something that's worth fighting for, you know, free speech, freedom of expression, um, being able to get our ideas across and, and getting them in front of people again. I think that's a hugely important thing, especially, you know, getting young people interested in ideas on the right. And they don't even like, you know, it's not even that um, they always have to be political ideas that we're getting across. It's just that, you know, these things are important and the ability to say what you want to say, um, you know, within, you know, within reason um, and not being at risk of like getting fired should be something that we're fighting for, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like you said, like, when it comes to conservatives or, you know, right-wingers, libertarians, and you know, anybody on the right getting involved with the culture. Like, I'm a professional musician, man. I'm a songwriter. I've yeah. never written a single song that had anything political in it whatsoever. My wife is a filmmaker, and uh, she just produced a, a feature film that's doing the festival circuit right now. And, like, there's nothing conservative about My wife is more conservative than I am. There's nothing conservative <laughs> about that movie. It's yeah. just good art. You know what I mean? So it's not... You don't have to browbeat people. It has nothing to. You don't have to propagandize the way the left does. And I think it's just. I, I don't know. I, I feel like leftists are just just big picture. Leftists are just better at playing the long game than we are. I mean, yes. this cultural takeover started in the the late fifties, early sixties. You know what I mean? With li well, literal communists <laughs> taking over. Uh, you know the universities and literal communists taking over Hollywood. Uh, McCarthy did nothing wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, we don't play the long game. You know, it's like we're not willing to put in the work. Like, dude, building institutions takes a long time. It takes a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and money. You know, it like the left didn't take over all of Hollywood overnight. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of money. And until we're willing to put in that same amount of work, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I just think that we're, we're so short-sighted. You know what I mean? Like, when people, like, let's take Twitter even. Like, us and our friends on Twitter, right? Conservatives on Twitter. It's like... We, we put so much time and effort into trying to make sure we don't get banned from Twitter because it would be inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? If we put half that effort into, like, you know, trying to build new institutions, I think we probably would have gotten somewhere. But we just, I don't know. I feel like we're, on, on our side of the aisle, we're just way too short-sighted. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we should have we should have paid more attention to our institutions because they're really important. And they have held together, like, Western society and culture for you know, hundreds of years, and we're seeing them all slip away. So it's, you know, it's not a good situation. And, uh, you know, we're going to start to see some cultural and societal decay as it continues, unless we kind of change course and, and try to figure this out. But I agree. I think, um, and, you know, especially when, when um, you're producing art, and you're not even being inherently political, I don't think you should be um, at risk of, of losing everything like Gina did. Like, she's not, uh, you know, what her job did not involve politics at all. So I don't see why this is happening to her or why that happened to her to begin with. Um, I think that they can be separate. Yeah, and the reason why she was fired was kind of humorous, too. I mean, I'm not a fan of, like, comparing anything to the Holocaust, obviously. I wouldn't yes. personally do that. But her point was um, that cancel culture is bad and then to disprove 
her, Disney fired her. <laughs> it's like, hey man, hey man, hey guys, like I don't think you're proving the point that you think you are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They did the opposite, actually. <laughs> I think if this film, um, who knows how good it's going to be? Um, I wouldn't. I, I'm a I'm a big MMA fan, so I was actually a fan of Gina Carano like ten years ago, back when she was still a professional fighter. Um, but you know, from what I've seen from her, not the best actress in the world, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So who knows? Maybe, maybe the film would be bad, but if it's good, I think that's where you're going to see, uh, uh, cause they are working with a, a lot of really good directors and writers and stuff over at the daily wire. So, um, if it's a good film and they start making money hand over fist, you know, you can't deny the dollar brother. You know what I mean? Like that could see, right. you know, if other actors who may be, you know, closeted conservatives or whatever, see, you know, Gina Carano making millions of dollars <laughs> working with the Daily Wire and other film studios see the Daily Wire making millions of dollars producing these films. You can say, hey, look, uh, there's a giant market out there to tap into. Right. Yeah. And that's and, you know, that's my hope for the film. I think a lot of times conservatives try to break off and, and do their own thing like this. And, you know, they just did it for the point of it being conservative you know, and conservative funded and conservative produced. But I think what we need to start doing now is making sure that this is actually quality media, you know, like making it so that regular people um, from regular small towns in America can connect with it um, a little better than they have in the past. Yeah, 100 percent. And I think because we are, you know, we are entering a, a strange new era um, in entertainment, Um and I don't, I don't know a better way to put it than than a balkanization, because that, that's that's what it is. I mean, we are going to be like liberals and conservatives are going to be putting our money into different outlets. And I mean, if conservatives don't support these efforts like this new film with with The Daily Wire, heck, even little little ass shows like my show, like, if, you know, if people don't support little shows like this and, and other outlets that you like. It's going to take a lot of money, man. It's going to take a lot of money for all of us to survive because, you know, they are coming for us. I mean, we're going to see unprecedented attacks on the First Amendment. Um, so you, conservatives have to be willing to put their money where their mouth is. The, le- the left is always willing to do that. They're willing to boycott. They're willing to buy crap that they don't even like <laughs> if it's for a left-wing cause. And uh, conservatives just historically have not been willing, willing to do that. I have not been willing to do that. I mean, right. I'll, I'll tell you right right now, but if we aren't willing to put our money where our mouths are, we're going to get steamrolled. We're going to get trucked because Rome was not built in a day, man. Like, you know, building institutions takes a long time, takes a lot of money. We have to be kind of all hands on deck right now. Yeah, we definitely do. And I agree on that point. I, you know, in the past, I've been like, well, we shouldn't be, you know, acting like the left Um and I think we can achieve things without acting like the left. But on some things, I think, you know, it is necessary to put in a little more effort and and give, you know, our institutions, our entertainment industry, whatever it may be, more attention so that we can actually start to kind of recover the uh, original traditional American culture that um, we're seeing slip away. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Nick, my friend, thanks so much for doing this. It's always a pleasure talking to you, and I'm sure we'll do it again soon. And I hope you uh, recover <laughs> quickly from the old Rona. Uh, where can everybody follow you online and read your stuff and keep in touch and all that good stuff? Yeah, um, thanks for having me. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Lindquist. And then all of my stuff, you know, I have a lot of articles at NickLindquist.com under writings. 
Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. (laughs) Thank you.